Hello and welcome to the Step Sports Talk Podcast. My name is John Thomas Step with my co-host Cody Step, And tonight we will be doing episode 2 of our new series, Power 5 and Group of 5 Conferences Predictions. Tonight is the Big Ten and we want to start with the East of the Big Ten. Cody, uh, what you got going on in the East? Uh, for the East, we've got Ohio State winning at number one. We've got them probably 11-1. and one. There's always one game that could sneak up on them, and this season I think it could be either Minnesota game one. You got to play at Minnesota with a new quarterback, and then second game of the season you got Oregon coming to your place. And so those could be a little rough for a brand-new quarterback. But if they can survive those top two games, I think they've got an easy stretch until Michigan at the last game of the season. Right, and I mean, until Michigan beats them, you know, they're really not a threat to Ohio State in their eyes. But Michigan obviously putting on some good recruiting classes, so is Ohio State. Um, speaking of Michigan, we have Michigan finishing second. Uh, they got a home game against Washington, but, you know, obviously we talk about Ohio State and then the rest of the division games with Penn State and Indiana also. Um, we have them going nine and three. I think that's a good step in the right direction for Harbaugh. Ten wins would be really nice to get to. I think maybe an upset. Could be, could definitely happen for them, but I just don't think they're on the same level as Ohio State at the, I mean, with the, at the time. Um, our third team in the East is Penn State. Uh, they've got Wisconsin and Auburn are their big games um, outside of Ohio State, obviously. Um, you know, Penn State had a struggle this year. They're their there's some talks of James Franklin leaving for Tennessee. A lot of speculation about that. Tennessee not wanting to pay the money to buy him out. But I think James Franklin has a pretty good gig at Penn State. But I, I think they got to really turn it around from last year. We have them going eight and four, which, I mean, based off of last year, eight and four is a really good record. Um, and then who we got at four? Before we got Indiana, and I think Indiana could be a toss-up with Penn State. They've got a – I mean, they've got a more difficult schedule to begin with. They've got at Iowa game one, and then they've got Cincinnati coming game three, which Cincinnati's going to lose a lot of guys, but they should still be at a high level. And so they're definitely not someone you can overlook. And then obviously you've got Ohio State, Michigan, all the guys, so – it's going to be a rough schedule, but I think they've got a really talented team. If their quarterback can come back healthy from his injury, and I think they can do big things. Right. Yeah, I mean, Indiana last year kind of shocked some people. Really good coaching. And I, I think that they could, you know, do the same thing this year. Just, you know, a little harder schedule, like you said. Um, Maryland, we have – predicted finish fifth um you know maryland's got an upcoming west virginia team on the schedule to go along with 
the Big Ten schedule that they have, I think they'll struggle to win some games. I think they'll win some games. I think there could be the chance of maybe a beat Ohio State, beat a Michigan, like they almost did, you know, and they, you know, shoot out with Dwayne Haskins. Um, I really, I really think Maryland's building something. It'll be interested to see how Tugavaloa plays, you know, again this year. He had some ups and downs this COVID year, but. I really think next year could be his year to really break out of his shell. Uh, that takes us to our next team, which is Rutgers. Um, Rutgers got, you know, an easy out of conference, but and then they turn around and they've got a tough in-conference schedule. They obviously played better this year than a lot of people thought. They beat some people. They also, you know, lost some games that they probably should have won. Uh, Greg Schiano fits Rutgers really well. He's done it multiple, well, in his second stop there now after that debacle at Tennessee and after some time in the NFL, he's kind of really found what was working, and that was at home at Rutgers. And then last in the East, we got Michigan State. Michigan State's terrible. I mean, they're they're awful, and it's just bad. And, I mean, I just don't see them. I mean, they'll win three games, but I don't see them. I see them winning one Big Ten game, maybe. Maybe Purdue. Maybe, yeah. I mean, the team that we have going dead last in the West might, you know, might get beat by them. So, I just I just think Michigan State's terrible. and And I really just – that I really don't understand what's going on because they used to be so good and they've just dropped off. Since they made the playoff, they've been terrible. And that shouldn't be the way it works. Usually when you make the playoff, you gain recruits, you start really building on it, and they just haven't. And then uh, you want to start us out in the West? Yeah, number one in the West we got Wisconsin. And they've got—I mean—they've got a tough schedule, but I think it'll help them in the long run because they've got Penn State game one, they got Notre Dame game three, and then they got Michigan. And so they've got some of the big guys on the other side plus Notre Dame, and so it'll give them a test. But I think they're built for it. I mean, Wisconsin's gonna run the ball down your throat. That's just their style of football, and I think with their side of the conference, I think they can run through it. There's also a sleeper game with Army that, you know, anybody that Army plays, it's going to be a tough game for them. They could play Alabama and they could be close at half, just the style of play that they have. So it'll be interesting, but I think they've got the talent to win out on that side. Well, right, and COVID really hurt them. You know, they came out at the first game, first game of Big Ten play, new quarterback, goes, you know, like 20 and 23, 250, and three touchdowns. And then gets COVID and misses three weeks. So that's just an anomaly. I mean, we hope that COVID's not as big as a factor next year. Um, But I really, really think Wisconsin got screwed by COVID, and they also just didn't play very well. They get lucky not pulling Ohio State, which is nice for a team that needs to win some games. Then we go to number two, Northwestern. 
you know, Northwestern's not going anywhere. Northwestern is well coached. They play great football, fundamentally sound. They're one of the best coach teams in the country with underrated coach and coach Fitzgerald. I just, I don't see them going anywhere. I mean, nine and three is fair and they got an easy out of conference. And then they also pull Michigan state as one of their games. I mean, Michigan state is awful. Like we said, and Northwestern, I think will take advantage of some easier games and they should beat everybody. They, uh, they need to be to be another eight, nine, maybe even 10 win season. Um, next one, you know, row the boat, Minnesota. They got, I've got them going eight and four, Ohio state game one. That'll be a test right out of the gate for PJ Fleck and company. I, I really like coach Fleck. I think he's a, you know, a really great football coach, really great developer of talent. And I think, they also get Colorado. Colorado was sneaky good, you know, last year. Um, but, you know, with Jerry Rice's son and some really good skill position players, they could give him a run. But I obviously think that Minnesota will pull through and win, you know, seven, eight, nine games next year. Who got fourth in the West? Uh, fourth, I got Iowa and their team that I think could be as low as four, but also as high as two. Um, They've got Iowa State as their best out of conference, and we all know how good Iowa State was last year, and they're returning most of their players, so they're just as good. They got them game two, so that would be a tough test. They're going to Iowa State, and Imes is a – I mean, it's a hard place to play, and so you've got them plus – I mean, you're out of con- – or other side of the conference is pretty weak, which is good for them. That's why I think they've got a good chance if they can get past the Iowa State. They've got Penn State, and, like, I think they can handle that. So, it'll be nice to see. But they've got a rough stretch middle of the season with Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Minnesota back to back to back. So, that'll be a tough test for them. Right, and a gauntlet is sometimes good for your football program, but when you're not in Ohio State or somebody who's, you know, projected to win 11, 12 games every year, the gauntlet can be really hard and can cause you to lose three or four games. Um, I like Iowa, um, but, you know, they always are going to run the ball well. They've always got pretty good offensive linemen. They're going to be really balanced. They play good football. Uh, I like Iowa. And then uh, next is Nebraska. I mean, what a bust. You know, Scott Frost has been terrible. I mean, he's a great coach, but he's just had some terrible luck at Nebraska. They play at Oklahoma, which is a loss. You know, people are saying that the college football playoff could run through Norman this year. I mean, that's just not – not a team that you want to see on your schedule when you're not playing great football. And game three will really test them. Uh, having them go five and seven, I know they love Scott Frost, but when is five and seven not going to be enough for you? And you got to really, you know, think about that for the long run. And, I mean, we had him on our, you know, hot seat a month ago. 
So I really think that you got to get you got to get seven wins. You got to get to a bowl game this year if you're Scott Frost. And then next is Illinois. You know, we talked about it great hire in Brent Bielema. And they've got a decent schedule, but they're gonna they're gonna struggle. They're not they're not as talented as a Brent Bielema team you would think would be, but he's just working off of what Lovey Smith left him and it wasn't really that much. So I think a bowl game is tops for them, but I've got to go in four and eight. I mean, they pull some easy games in the West. Um, but I just I just think that four four games is decent, but I think six games is their their ceiling. And then who you got in the the end the at bottom of the West? Uh, in the last spot, we got Purdue. Um, Purdue's had some struggles. They've also got a really tough out of conference schedule. I mean, you start off the year with Oregon State, which isn't a great, great football team, but it's still a big test. And then you've got UConn, which is a, a easy game, and then you got Notre Dame coming. Like, that's not a good thing for a Purdue team. And I know Purdue's known to give some of the big teams runs, but it's it takes a lot out of a team if they have to do that every week. You've got to be able to beat the teams you should beat, but they're just not as talented this year as say they have been with Knox and Moore and the old the team that beat Ohio State a couple years ago. Like that's not the team that they have right now. And so it'll be a rough year, I think, for Purdue. Right. I mean they're obviously gonna struggle. But I think they could also I think their ceiling is also six games. I think the West is a decent division. It's kind of a toss up. Um, with the likes of Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa, I think they could all on any day beat each other. So I think, you know, 10 games is going to win that win that side. Um, so that would mean that per our predictions, it would be an Ohio State, Wisconsin, Big Ten championship game next year. Who would you have one in the Big Ten in that game? I've got Ohio State, but I say that right now. But I'm going to be really curious to see how their quarterback battle ends up going and how they can perform out on the field. I know they're talented, but I know what Wisconsin can do already. And I'm just – if Ohio State quarterbacks come out and prove themselves, and I think they're good because the skill positions around them are already set, I'm just waiting to see how the quarterback – pans out right and I've got I've also got Ohio State winning it I mean it hurts me to say but I don't think anybody's quite there to Ryan Day's team I think Wisconsin could do it but they've proven time and time again to not be able to do it um with Wisconsin I mean you always know they're going to run the football they play fundamental defense they block they're you know a really good football team solid all across the board but when you don't quite have the athletes, that's when you lose big games like that. Um, so my sleeper team to win the Big Ten is Iowa. Um, Iowa, 
you know, every year kind of gets to six and one and gets ranked and everybody thinks they're good and then they lose. But I think this year's Iowa team might be able to turn the corner and maybe win 10 games and at least get to the championship game in the West, uh, out of the West and play Ohio State. I think that could be a really good pick for me. Um, who's your sleeper pick? Yeah, my, my sleeper team for the East is Indiana. And this is all based on if their quarterback, Michael Penix, can come back healthy. I know he's he's had a season-ending injury three out of his four years so far. So um, he's definitely had some issues. But if he can come back healthy, um, they didn't lose a lot. They've got a lot of their defense coming back, and they were a really good defense last year. So I think – they could be a team that could sneak up on an Ohio State or a Michigan and, like, push their way through and maybe get to the championship game if other factors happen. I don't think they're going to run the table or anything like that, but say Michigan State comes up and gives Michigan a close game like they normally do, I think Indiana can steadily work their way up the rankings. Right. Um you know, I really like Indiana. Uh, this year, I was kind of disappointed in the way they finished, but I really think Indiana is going to kind of start being a pretty decent team. They're going to kind of be the Northwestern of the East. They're going to be nine, eight, nine, maybe ten wins on a great year. Uh, but they, you know, will struggle in big games. But I think that they obviously are a sleeper pick because, you know, they're obviously really good at football. Um, so let's kind of talk about, you know, Heisman candidates. You know, you never really see a ton from, you know, the Big Ten. I know we talk about it like we we're talking about our picks and, you know, wide receivers from Ohio State. You know, obviously they're athletes and they're great and they looked good, really good this year. But like you said, you know, quarterback play. Quarterback play is going to make the difference, and not knowing the quarterback makes them get left out of, you know, the rankings for us for Heisman candidates. So um, why don't you start us off with your, you know, Heisman candidates that you got out of the Big Ten? Uh, for my Heisman candidates, one guy I just mentioned, Michael Penix, I think he's probably, from what I have seen so far, the best returning quarterback in the Big Ten. Like I said, I don't know about Ohio State's quarterbacks, but we all know young quarterbacks don't really get much of a shot for the Heisman. I mean, Spencer Rattler had a great year, and he wasn't really in the top mix of it. So I'm going to go with Penix, and then for a non-quarterback candidate, I've got Tyler Goodson from Iowa, the running back, just because I think he's probably the best returning running back in the Big Ten, and I know how great Iowa's offensive line is, and so I know they're going to rely on the run. So when Iowa's playing a lower-level Big Ten team, I bet he can put up a lot of good numbers and just get his spot a little bit higher on the list, but I, I don't really see a Big Ten team having a top-five candidate this year. Right. Um. And my, I mean, I agree 
completely. I just think it's going to – I think they're going to struggle. But um, to have somebody in the Heisman, you know, it's just different type of football. You know, they seem to not have the guys who put up four or 5,000 yards and 60 touchdowns, like a Joe Burrow-type season. You just don't ever see that in the Big Ten. Um, my two – my quarterback pick is Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. I know we talk about running backs and all this, but I really think, you know, I've been reading a lot on him, and they say he's the most hyped quarterback coming into his second year since Russell Wilson at Wisconsin. And I really like Graham Mertz. I really think he played really well to start the year, just, you know, kind of got screwed out because of COVID. But I think the starts he got last year are going to be fundamental in his growth in the next year. And then my non-quarterback candidate is uh, Master Teague, running back out of Ohio State. Um, I know we were talking about, you know, wide receivers and quarterback situation at Ohio State, but they got one thing that's consistent, and that's their run game. You know, Master T could put up a lot of yards. He's not going to have to split carries as much this year, I would hope. I mean, he's the obvious number one back. They've got a freshman guy coming in who's probably going to be behind him. But obviously you want to give him some reps, but I really think that Master T could run for a lot of yards this year, which would greatly improve their offense. It would also allow that quarterback to make his – steps and strides into the new role, um, whoever that might be, because technically there's still some time for the transfer portal. You know, they got a lot of good recruits. They got some guys on the roster right now. They got four or five guys, and it's wide open. So I really I really think that running game, the consistent key could be, you know, Master Teague. But like you said, it's just they're going to struggle to get anybody on the ballot. Um, You know, the SEC will be the guys with it, like we talked about last week with DJ out of Clemson. I mean, he's going to be there because you got to be good. I mean, Justin Fields, you know, out of Ohio State, they were really good. I mean, if you're really good, you're going to get a lot of recognition on national scale. Um, you got anything you want to add on the Big Ten? Uh, I'd like to add. I can put in another non-quarterback Heisman candidate, and this is based off of what I've seen last year. Now, I don't know his numbers for this coming up season with a new quarterback, but Chris Olave had a great season for such a short season. It would have been nice to see what him and Fields could have put up in a full slate of games but he's just another dynamic wide receiver and I know it's tough for a wide receiver to get big stats in games just because the way the game is played especially in the Big Ten but he was able to put up some big numbers last year and him coming back is a big boost for that quarterback I mean you don't have to do deep routes for a lava you can just do a wide receiver screen and he can make the rest so I think you'll be able to do pretty well this season and I think he could maybe get in the top 10 
Right, yeah. And, I mean, he'll probably crack the top ten because he's obviously, you know, one of the better one of the better wide receivers in the country going in to next year. He's solely based off stats this year. Um, him and Mechie out of Alabama, they're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, some of the better – some of the better wide receivers coming into next year. Um, like we said, it's all going to depend on <clears throat> who's throwing in the ball. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's super talented. You can do a lot with talent. And whoever the quarterback is, is talented also. But, you know, they got to they gotta try and win 11, 12 games to get to the playoff because that's a disappointment if they don't get there. Um I mean, I'd like to add one more sleeper. I mean, I really think that Michigan is a sleeper. I think Harbaugh's building something. I think he's going to have a fire lit under him this year from the administration. He got a boost of confidence, got a great recruiting class. I think they could really give Ohio State a run. I don't know if they're going to be good enough, but I really think that they could give Ohio State a run this year. Um, You know, is there anything else you want to add? I think I'm good, but I do agree that if Michigan can at least make it a game, I think it makes college football better. Nobody wants to see blowouts and big rivalries like that. I think it would help everybody out if those two teams were battling for the top spot and not just a runaway for the number one. Well, right, and, you know, that's kind of, you know, like a Tennessee-Alabama or a Tennessee-Florida. You know, everybody, the SEC is better when Tennessee and Florida are competing every year and the games are close. But they're not as good when, you know, Florida comes in and beats Tennessee by 50. So that's just, you know, not good for your team, not good for your morale. But, well, I appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be on next Saturday.